Welcome to Automators, where we talk about how to automate your technology to do your work for you. I'm David Sparks, and joined by my co-host, Rosemary Orchard. Hello, Rose. Hey, David. How are you doing? Good. I am uh, looking forward to today's show. We have been hearing lately a lot about Raycast, a new up-and-coming keyboard launcher. So you and I spent a month uh, playing with it. And we're going to be talking yeah. about that today. and uh, But we're going to take a look at some of the other launchers, too, and what we're using under fire. And uh, just a good opportunity to check in on keyboard launchers, which, if you're an automator, is something you should definitely be running. Uh, launchers yeah. are really awesome. Uh, as we get through the show, you'll hear the way uh, that you and I use them in multiple contexts. But I, I trigger my launcher at least... I don't know, 50 times a day. I mean, I just, everything I do on my Mac starts in the launcher. So uh, it yeah. is very commonly used. It's a great way to get things going on your your computer without, you know, reaching for the mouse or doing some complicated interaction. They're just awesome. And uh, uh, the other thing we're going to talk about today, of course, is the updates to Spotlight, which is Apple's version of a launcher. And we've got a lot to cover today, but uh, before we get started on Automator's Max today, which is the uh, special edition of the show, which has extended content and no ads, which you can sign up for on the website at relay.fm slash automators. But Automator's Max, I have been digging in on this home assistant that Rose told me to buy. And <laughs> it, uh, I am starting to get it, Rose. I'm starting to get it, but I'm also oh, yeah. making mistakes. Yeah, well, we'll look at some of that. And we're going to do a full show on it at some point once I kind of get it dialed in. But uh, on the Automator's Max Day, Rose and I are going to be checking in on how that's going and uh, early mistakes I'm making and, and how to fix them. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be good fun. Yeah. So, David, should we start talking about launchers with Spotlight? Uh, yeah. You know, the one that everybody's got built into their Mac or iPad for free. Um, And, uh, I mean, how do you feel about it? Because... I kind of feel like Spotlight's improving, but it's so far behind everybody else that they it's kind of been lapped on the track multiple times. And, you know, it's getting better. And the team working on Spotlight, I'm sure, is working hard. But I'm feeling like I just, I couldn't use it as my daily launcher because it's missing a lot of features for me. Yeah. In fact, I think before we even get into it, I just want to explain one thing, and that is none of these are exclusive, right? Um, oh, yeah. Historically, Spotlight was under the command space keyboard shortcut. And when you when you crack open a new Mac, that's the keyboard shortcut that hits Spotlight. But you can go in the keyboard shortcuts settings and change that. And uh, I very early changed mine to control space for Spotlight. And uh, because there are a few things that I think Spotlight does well, and occasionally I need it. So it's over there hanging out under the control key. So I have a control space. I get Spotlight rolling. Um, and But at the same time, I've been running Raycast under option space and, and Alfred under command space. And, and I don't uh, foresee me changing that. You know, So uh, none of these are exclusive. And Spotlight in particular, because you already have it on your Mac. So I think you will want to map that. Now, if you decide that you're just a spotlight person, leave it under command space. But if you decide to jump on board with Raycast or Alfred or LaunchBar or any of the other options, um, I would recommend remapping it to somewhere else and putting your primary launcher under that command space key. But but hmm. uh, this is not a exclusive thing. But, uh, you know, get, getting back to Spotlight, though, I, I remember what it was, I think it was Mac OS Tiger where it first came out. But 
when they first released it, um, there was indexing problems and it was really slow, you know? So it's one of those things where the first impression was not particularly good, but over the years, spotlight has really evolved. And I feel like the last couple of years in particular, Apple has been putting some wood behind the arrow on spotlight. Um, the, uh, you know, let's start with some of the positives. Like if I do a search in spotlight for Rosemary orchard, um, the results now are really good. Uh, like just putting your name in, it's going to get, um, you know, a bunch of mail and messages that references you events. It tells me when your next birthday is all this mm-hmm. stuff shows up on the screen. I see, uh, uh, photos of you, uh, from my various things. And the advantage of spotlight of course, is it's so integrated to Mac OS. It gets access to files and data that the other ones don't get. Then if I tie, if I hit return on Rosemary for the version of your contact card, it's even better. You know, it's like, I've got Apple notes showing up that you're in uh, reminders that we have together and, and mail messages. Uh, and then at the top, they've got a button you can press to send a message, do a FaceTime call, send an email. And uh, I think they've done a really good job with things like that, you know, of yes. presenting data uh, when you do searches, it also does a really good job. And I, I can see why a lot of people don't go beyond Spotlight because this is all they want. Um, but, you know, at the same time, the search results are slow and ponderous, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's one of those things. If you don't have a huge amount on your Mac um, and basically all you want to do is just, you know, open applications. Um, you know, I asked in the Relay FM Discord um, earlier before we we recorded this episode, um, you know, what people were using. Um, and, you know, a, a couple of people, including um, Kathy Campbell, host of Conduit here on Relay FM, um, are perfectly happy with Spotlight because they can, you know, they press command space, they type a couple of letters, the application that they use comes up and bam, they hit enter and they're done. And I think, you know, it, it really depends on what Spotlight is indexing. I know in the past I have had to exclude folders from Spotlight indexing because it just ended up taking up a huge amount of processing power on my machines at various times. You know, I downloaded a new Git repo with which, you know, um, is is would be a whole file folder full of folders of code. And those those files are tiny, so it wouldn't take long to download. And then Spotlight's there going, yep, I'm going to go and index all of this. And it's like, okay, uh, you're trying to index like 20,000 files right now. Uh, and I really don't need you to be doing that. Uh, I'd like to actually, I don't know, compile the code perhaps. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where y- you can you can end up perhaps having a slower experience with Spotlight because it's got so much of that stuff in there. So you can actually, in system settings, um, uh, you can exclude folders from Spotlight, um, which is definitely something that's worth considering if you if you want to, you know, if you've never really tried this stuff out um, and you want to, you know, give, give Spotlight a fair shake before you try anything else, you can exclude things like um, events and reminders or fonts um, or music or movies from your search results. Um, and then um, there's there's an option somewhere else as well for uh, excluding particular folders from Spotlight. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where it does just feel really, so, especially if you're trying to search for a shortcut. Um, you know, I searched for a shortcut that I use all the time, um, which is um, apps missing data for iOS today. Um, and first of all, um, I get a Unix executable as the first result, David. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know what this file is, uh, nor do I actually know how to find it in, in 
spotlight. I, I like if I hit return, I'm pretty certain it's going to execute it. So I don't actually want to do that. Sure. Um, but um, you know, I have to navigate down with the arrow keys. Okay. And I, there's there's three apparent missing files. Um, and they're they're actually called missing. Um, but then the fourth result is fix apps missing data for iOS today, which is the one I wanted. But like I have to press the down key three times, um, no, four times to get to that. Okay, when, I, when I've when i typed in missing. So the first one takes me to the first result and then down. Um, and then I can hit return and it will run it. Um, but, um, you know, that's that's it. And I, I searched for something earlier. It was a bookmark that I've got in Safari. And so I typed it in. And the first five results, I kid you not, are search for this in 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 like in Google search for this with another word after it search for this with another word after it and then two more like searches for this word plus other words and then finally there's my bookmarks and history which is obviously the one that I want which will then give me you know the thing and, and so I have to you know navigate down and I tried pressing the up arrow that was a mistake uh, the up arrow took me to the beginning of my query um so I you can't like navigate upwards from the bottom so uh, that, that 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 was kind of sad. So maybe Safari folks, if, uh, Spotlight folks, if you're listening, can you, can you let me press the up arrow to go to the bottom of the results, please? That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where if I think if you just want to launch apps and stuff like that, it's great, probably. But uh, I find like the second I want anything more than just that, I struggle. Well, I mean, if you've tasted the forbidden fruit of any of the other launchers we're going to discuss today, um, you're going to be unhappy with Spotlight. Like if you don't know better, Spotlight is great. But once you use a snappy, proper launcher that does more for you, and and you know another thing that's inherent with all of these apps, you know, LaunchBar, Alfred, and Raycast is they have a memory of what you select, and so mm. the things you like the most gradually work their way to the top of the list. And I have not observed that, and I've been trying to use Spotlight more as we've been prepping for today's show. I mean. Uh, 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 one that vexes me is launching shortcuts because, you know, Spotlight launches searches for shortcuts properly, you know, without having to do any kind of modifier. You just type in a shortcut name and it finds it for you. But every time it finds a shortcut, it gives me two versions of that shortcut. And one of them has a dash applications of, after it or dash open in the menu. Ah, are these ones that you've added to your dock so that you could launch them from something yes, else by probably. any chance? That's what yeah. it is. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's including your user's applications folder, which is where yeah. that is. Yep. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. That's that's one of those things that it it seems like, you know, it it's a great feature, but I really wish that Spotlight were smarter about DGPing that. Yeah. And then whereas like when I search these out in Raycast, it just finds the right one. I don't deal with that. When I search them in um in Alfred, in fact, I kind of prefer Alfred's method where you actually use a modifier. So then you're only mm. searching shortcuts and and that's why you don't get those extra search results. So um yeah, it just it feels to me like it's okay, you know, and they are continuing to improve upon it, but the and the access to the data, like the picture stuff is a good example. None of the other launchers really do that. When I search your name, it doesn't look in my photos library and find pictures of you. But I just have never found that I ever needed that, you know. Um, And it's great, but uh, I would rather have a fast launcher than one that gives me pictures, you know. I mean, I guess ideally I'd like to have one that does both, but, but the speed is more important than that data. 
Yeah, I mean, my favorite part of this is if I type David into Spotlight, okay, then um, I get uh, one short shortcut that comes up first, um, which is uh, something that I put together as an example for David on iOS today. And then I get um, an option to search for David S-T-E, okay? Uh, then the result is David Carrick, who was apparently a footballer from 1946 to 1989. David Lloyd, uh, search Google for David. And then I get contacts for David Sparks and some some other Davids, um, including one person who's just listed as David um, with no other information. And I really kind of feel like contact information ought to come first for something that's a, a name. Yeah, same thing. If I type Rosemary, I've got to arrow down 12 times to get to the Rosemary Orchard yeah. content. Of course, if I type in David S, um, then it, it's better. And it does actually go to you first because you happen to be first alphabetically. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, one of those things where it's, you know, it, it's, it's good. And I really like the way that they've, they've built in the pictures and everything. Um, but I mean, there's, there's just simple things like if I type a calculation into spotlight, so you can do this. Okay. So type in like two star, um, 371. Okay. And then you'll get the result of 371 multiplied by two. Now, if I press return, it opens the calculator app, which is, I don't know about you. I, if I'm doing a quick calculation with spotlight, I don't think I'm going to want calculator come yeah. up. What I want is the result because I need to put that somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so now I have to like, you know, do the the the, the keyboard shortcut for copy or, um, you know, use the edit menu to go and copy it and then close calculator um, instead of just being able to hit enter and go into something else and paste it like I can with Alfred and Raycast and various other things. Interestingly, uh, the pictures that show up when I do type Rosemary Orchard, there are a bunch of pictures of stream decks. You and I have been sharing <laughs> pictures of stream decks. Yeah, yeah, because it's pictures from our messages, right? The yeah. stuff that we shared with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so I, I feel like I'm being too harsh on on Spotlight. It is nothing like it used to be with Tiger. It oh, yeah. does better work. It's faster. Um, the, it is taking advantage of some of the built-in access that it has that the other apps don't have. But every time I try to use it, I, I really, it's just not there. I mean, when you hear about the stuff we're doing with Alfred and even Raycast later, you're going to understand that th this thing is, it's like a pedestrian version. You know, this this app walks yeah. so the rest of them could run, I guess. And, and I don't know if really Apple has any interest in it. You know, there there's this emerging thing going on with Apple. And uh, Steve and I have been talking about a lot of Mac power users where it seems like Apple decided a couple of years ago that they'd make their productivity apps good. And, um, yeah. uh, and like you look at, you know, the emergence of reminders and notes. And now, you know, uh, they've got, you know, a uh, mind, you know, capture idea for with Freeform and, I don't know what else is out there coming down the road, but the the apps, the productivity apps are actually getting really good, but they're not getting best in class, right? No. It's just, and they no. never will because, you know, Apple's making these apps for people who just buy a Mac and they know that if you want a best in class task manager, you're going to go up to something like remind or OmniFocus or things or something like that. So, but they're, they're really doing a good job in that middle area. And I almost feel like, the spotlight is another iteration of that. Yes, I agree. I think what they're doing is when when they when they're making their productivity apps better, they are reducing the need for people to go from okay, right, I I I need something that's not just a list. If we're using reminders as the example, I need something more, and then landing in the app store and going, oh my god, there's like a bazillion things here, yeah. and 
you know, they they buy something and then they feel like they have to use it because they paid money for it, but they don't really like it and so on. Like they are making it better so that the the point where you need to go and find something better is higher. Um, you know, um, and and so you know that's that's of course you know a, a a great goal. Like my mom was asking me the other day, like I I I want to be able to use like more than one list and reminders. How do I do that? And I was like, okay, you just add a second list. That's that's all. You actually already have multiple lists and reminders. Yeah. You, she just didn't realize it. Um, and uh, she actually wanted tags. It turned out. Um, so and I showed her how to make smart lists and so on. She was like, oh, this is really useful. Can I have like a smart list of things that are like tagged with this location? Yes, you can. And even better, when you create something in that smart list, it's automatically tagged with that location, which is just genius. I love it. But it is one of those things where it is just, yeah, like Spotlight is good, but it's not yet gone through the reminders and notes transformation levels. Yeah. Um, and maybe it will. Maybe it will. It's certainly getting there. You know, they started with, you know, giving us, uh, you know, shortcuts um, and other things in Spotlight directly. Um, and this is on iOS as well as um, Mac OS. So I, I like the fact that it is cross-platform there. But uh, for me, uh, there is uh, no way that I could switch to uh, Spotlight full-time, uh, unfortunately. You know, I'd love to give it more of a shake, but just I hit command space and then I type David and like the, the or I hit control space in my case, actually, and I type David. The amount of time it takes to come up with information in general is just slow and then i have to press that arrow you know so many times to get to you and then i have to you know go and find the thing that i actually want which is not even like the thing that i want to also i've just gone down and i went back up and it's now stuck on messages and i actually have to use the mouse to scroll up to get to being able to message or call you uh which is interesting i should probably open a a feedback about that because it seems unintended but yeah just one of those things where it something that actually feels slow is not great. Yeah. I mean, it's like if OmniFocus is a 10 of task managers, reminders is a six, maybe even a seven, you know, it's, it's really good. And, uh, where if Alfred is a 10 of launchers, uh, spotlight, I think is a three or four. It just, it really needs a lot more. Am I being too harsh? I don't, I don't think so. I think the thing is spotlight is fine for a whole bunch of people and if you're using spotlight you should not feel bad that you're using spotlight um and if you've tried the others um and gone oh, i don't know this seems more complicated then i would suggest yeah. you know if you're open to it you know giving them another fair shake um because you know all of these apps are constantly improving but spotlight gets better once a year yeah another thing is like i know a lot of people who are power users but just refuse to use one of these third-party launchers because their whole thing is I don't want to sit at a Mac and be dependent on software that's not installed. Like, I guess mm-hmm. if you work on a lot of different Macs, maybe, you know, you do IT or something and you work at different Macs all day. But for me, I how often do I sit at a Mac that I don't own and have a need to do much? I mean, I, I want the most powerful tools I can on my Mac. And I, you know, as much and as good of friends as we are, and much time that we spend together, I have never sat behind your MacBook Pro and done anything. So no. why would I? Why would I need to be worried about it? But I know that's another like piece of it for people. And what I will say is that Apple continues to make it better. Well, let's call it a four or a five, you know. But it's um, the Spotlight is 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 useful, and there's a lot to it. But both Rose and I, I think, were frustrated 
in trying to use it yes. right for today's show. Yeah, yeah. Like I, when I sit down behind my dad's Mac um, or my mom's Mac, you know, it's usually to go ahead and install updates or solve their their latest tech support um, conundrum. Like my dad recently, uh, you know, how do I solve 18,000 missing files uh, or 1,800 missing files in uh, uh, Adobe Bridge? Uh, it turned out that all we had to do was when he was doing the rename, just delete the the delete the collection, create a new collection, then import stuff into the new collection. And voila, it's, it's simple. Um, but, you know, when I had to do that and I was sitting there using Spotlight and it was like, okay, like mostly I'm using this to trigger a Google search. So it's fine. And I just hit return because it's never going to have what I want in the files. But it, it is just one of those things where I was like, oh, right, but I can't like narrow this down and like go to this specific website with this. I have to, you know, type my whole search query. So it, it does cause me to change my workflow a little bit when that happens. But, you know, honestly, I, I don't spend enough time behind other people's Macs to worry about it. And I'm fortunate I can install, um, you know, Alfred um, and Raycast and, and so on on my work machine. Um, but, you know, even if even if you can't, you know, why not give yourself the best experience on one machine, um, at least? This episode of The Automators is brought to you by Issue. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off. Whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team, it's time to get creative. Make your online presence and your business stand out from the rest with Issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content, from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your digital content in an easy-to-view way on every device. Make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. With Issue, your content is automatically optimized for engagement and ready to share, which saves you so much time. Issue also works seamlessly with the tools you already use and love, like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. I've been working with Issue with my team to put together some newsletter data. They have great online templates that work in Microsoft PowerPoint, Keynote, and can be uploaded to Google Slides if you want. It makes it really easy to get in and just start using the tools, and I'd recommend this to anyone who wants to publish information to the web easily. Content on Issue can be published as public or private. Private only allows users with the shared link to view it. And public content will be available for your audience and it'll be available for others to discover on the issue platform. This is cool. The platform also provides statistics on how your content is being consumed so you can learn more about your audience with data on impressions, clicks on the content, duration spent reading, pages viewed, and more. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can get started with Issue today for free. Or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue, I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast, and use the promo code automators. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast, and use the promo code automators at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. One more time issue.com slash podcast with that promo code automators and our thanks to issue for their support of the automators and all of relay fm so david we've we've teased people a little bit we've looked at spotlight spotlight's fine it's okay but uh raycost seems to be the new cool kid on the block um and a lot of people are really loving it um and chris Lolly, who we had on in the last episode is a huge fan 
So you and I have both given it a shot for a month. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot lot of great things to like about it. You know, it's fast. Um, you know, it's got native shortcut support. Window resizing is built in and some other stuff. Um, but there's some bits that we don't like as well, um, which we'll, we'll have to get to at the end. But it seems like a lot of people are, you know, weighing up the 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 advantages of using Raycast and you know what extensions it has and so on. So where where do you feel like you're at at the moment with Raycast? I, I have actually been using it longer than a month, and like I said, I've mapped it to the option space, and I looked at it like, is this a replacement for Alfred? Well, just to kind of cut to the end, it's not for me, um, and we'll we'll get there eventually. But uh, the, to kind of give you. Um, a little bit more background. Raycast is an app that is a launcher. One of the things I really like about it, it's very pretty. I mean, just the the layout and the um, typography and just the way it looks when you activate it is very pleasant. And I think they spent a lot of time on that clearly. But it's also, you know, that's not the only thing you want. You know, <laughs> we'll get to some of that stuff later. Uh, the business model is interesting. It's free for personal use. So you can download it for personal use. Um, they're trying to monetize it on team usage. And they've got a bunch of team tools and admin tools that people can use with Raycast. And um, they've mm-hmm. got a $10 per user per month business model. Um, uh, and I'm always interested in the business model for these things because I put a lot of time and effort into learning them. I don't want something that's going to just disappear one day or um, if they're not making money uh, with the kind of access they're getting to my machine, I worry, like, are they going to, like, sell data or do something, you know, you know, shady? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't feel that way about Raycast. They do have a business model, and the business model is a way that allows people who don't want to pay for a personal license to download and use it for free. So... That's good, and I think that's something that a lot of people think about. It's like, do I want to, you know, as much as you and I like Alfred, some people don't want to pay for it, and I get that. And Raycast yeah. is an option for you, and uh, it's definitely better than Spotlight. You know, um, it it brings oh, yeah. in a lot of the stuff that we we were complaining about in the last segment. It it solves those problems. It's and the first thing is it's fast. You know, when you type in a search, it goes really fast. You mentioned um, that it searches shortcuts and launches shortcuts without a modifier. So I can just type in the name of any shortcut and, and launch it off from there. It's really good and really fast at that. You know, I think that is a, a really nice feature. Uh, I, I also like the whimsy of it. I feel like they've got like kind of a feeling for whimsy in the app. At one point, they had a feature where you could turn your cursor into a lightsaber. And of course I love that, but that's been disabled recently. And I, I don't know if it's a, um, if it's a technical problem or an intellectual property problem, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, I don't know if that's coming back or not, but the fact that they'd include something like that is, is kind of cool. But I, I uh, you know, I, I like recast. I mean, I think it's a, it's a nice app and uh, it's definitely something worth checking out. Yes, exactly. And it, it it's one of those things where I I've you know, I've been trying it, I've been playing with it. There are a lot of great extensions built in. You know, it has uh, support for things like Jira. So if your if your workplace uses Jira for task management and project management, then there is an extension built in for that, which is you know, just great. And there are third-party extensions as well for things like that. And you can, you know, I can go in and in the uh, extensions area, I can literally see every single app I've got and I can add an alias or a hotkey for it. It's very simple, very easy to to understand how how you do that. Um, and, you know, I can also 
um, find just particular scripts or apps and add my own easily. Um, and I can create quick links or a directory for scripts and things like that. Um, and then when you get to installing things from the store, you know, you've, you've got all of those, those options, you know, Google Translate, but you don't even need to install something to do, say, if I, if I type in uh, 23C and F, then it will convert uh, 23 Celsius into Fahrenheit. Um, so, you know, just, um, you know, that's 73.4 for anyone who's curious. Um, and that that's all built in. And that is great. And also when I hit return um, and then I go to paste that, I get the result of that conversion. And I, I have to say that that's really smart. And I, I love having things like that just under my fingertips. Um, so I found myself, you know, using Raycast more and more for things like conversions between things um, just because it's so simple. And I, I get that result on my clipboard, um, which, of course, you know, is is what what we like. And I think another thing that, um, you know, some folks really like having an app that just does one thing and does it well. So using, say, Moom for rearranging your windows but if you have not tried rearranging your windows using an app like that, or you've never really got into it, Raycast can do that as well. So, you know, I can actually say, um, you know, if I've got a, a window active and I activate Raycast, when I type window, then I get options for like the bottom right quarter, the first third, the top half, put it on a previous desktop or a next desktop, the left half of my screen, put it back where it was, things like that. And I think that that is just really great that that's built in um, to, to, you know, to the to the launcher so that you can actually you know take advantage of that and it's it's putting more things immediately under your fingertips which i think is something that a lot of people really appreciate yeah i mean the window management system it's it's almost enough of a reason to download the app just to have the window management system like and they're very clever like they've got one called almost maximize so it maximizes it but doesn't fill up the entire screen which is kind of like how i like windows when i want them big and um, a window and and a desktop navigation, which is really nice, which not a lot of apps can handle. And it, it's just very uh, clever, uh, the window management system. And that is an extension. So, you know, extensions for Raycast, they've got a bunch of them built in out of the box when you download it. But then you've got under the settings, and all of these you access the settings by uh, command comma, just like every other proper Mac app. And uh, then you've got like kind of like a, a a place you can go download extensions like some of the ones I've installed. Um, the emoji uh, search is really nice. So you search emoji. It's got a nice display of them. You pick one. It goes into the paste buffer and you can paste it. They do the same thing with SF symbols. If you're into SF symbols, um, CleanShot X has a whole set of plugins. So if you're using the CleanShot X, a bunch of its commands now fall in Raycast. Um, Obsidian, the Obsidian um, Raycast um, plugin is really good. I uh, I installed the Home Assistant one because, you know, I'm trying to get better at Home Assistant. So they've got a bunch of Home Assistant commands. And you can add these in here, you know, as you need them. Um, but that's a blessing and a curse because you only get what they have. Yeah. And so I, I went and looked at this. Um, and because, you know, one of the things that I end up doing a lot for myself, especially, you know, using Alfred a lot of the time is um, that I actually, you know, create my own workflows for things. And so I thought, okay, great. I'll, I'll try, you know, creating a Raycast extension. Uh, so I started creating one using the template and then uh, it gave me the instructions, which were to run NPM install uh, and then build it. And that was the point where I went, ah, 
like, I can do this. I'm a web developer. I use Node uh, and JavaScript as part of my day job. If when I said npm install, you went, wait, what's that? Then you're probably not going to be writing a Raycast extension anytime soon, um, basically. Um, and that's kind of the thing that I feel is a bit of a shame. Not only that, but once you've actually written a Raycast extension, if you want to share it with other people, you actually have to like make a pull request back to the Raycast folks. Um, and I, I get why, like, this is why Apple has App Store review, right? And there's the App Store and you you go to the App Store to look for an app. Like Apple's approved it, you can download it and install it. But the other side of that is Apple's the gatekeeper, right? Um, and I feel like for Raycast, this is one of those things that's a blessing and a curse where you, you you know, the it, it seems to me, you know, I haven't done a huge amount of digging. Like I know that um, I can add like a directory of scripts. So I, I presume I can download stuff from GitHub and so on, but it doesn't seem like there's a repository of other sources for extensions out there yet. And if I want to write an automation, I basically have to do it in another app and then add it into Raycast so that I can use it or write a script. And that that's something that I feel like is is a bit of a shame. It, it would be really nice if they had a block-based editor in there for some simple things like you have with Alfred. You know, if I want to add um, a search through um, a particular website, um, it seems like that's kind of difficult to just do uh, if I if I want to do that, um, you know, like there there are there are extensions out there for searching the mozzarella um, documentation uh, for web stuff, but you know I have to go and download something that somebody has made, which you know it's got five thousand downloads. I'm sure this is great, but I can't just add a search in the settings. Um, so you know, uh, definitely I I'm, I'm really appreciating the fact that you know people have made keyboard maestro macros uh, or um, keyboard maestro integrations for listing macros um, and things like that. That's fabulous. That's genuinely brilliant. Um, I love that. But a plenty of people have done this with Alfred as well and, and similar. So you know, I think I think we will see uh, you know more of these coming along soon. I noticed that there's a chat GPT one, which just makes me sad because it gives so many bad answers so confidently. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there, there, there's, you know, there's some good stuff out there. Um, like, you know, I like the fact that there's a brew search, but uh, I've yet to find something on Raycast that I can't get in Alfred through something else or through a native feature. But that said, it's very slick very simple it looks very modern you don't have to choose a theme in fact you 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 can only choose between the default and the compact mode light mode dark mode or your system preferences um and um yeah that that's pretty much it um it's it's kept very simple um one thing i've struggled with a bit david um, and i'm guessing you probably haven't struggled with this because you're a one mac person uh sync i don't think i can sync raycast across my devices Certainly, I've just had to go and reinstall an extension that I know I have installed on my MacBook whilst I'm set here on my Mac Studio. Um, so it looks to me like it doesn't sync the preferences across your devices. Um, and uh, that, for me, unfortunately, is a missing feature. So I'm going to have to see if I can send them a feature request to offer a sync in some way just between my devices because, you know, I, I'm sure plenty of folks have got a desktop and a laptop that they would like to sync their preferences with. There's nothing worse than going to use your favorite launcher and you, you type the thing and it doesn't work because you, you need to go and install something first. Yeah, and um, 
Well, to answer your question, the, you, there I'm not aware of any sync either, and I'm not not just a one Mac person. I actually have a, a MacBook Air as well. So ah, yes, you do. Uh, yeah. But uh, I've had the same problem. I have the same problem where I've got to go and reinstall them if I want. Um, and the you know, it's not as bleak as it sounds with the extension stuff because there is an extraordinarily active extension community, um, and there's all kinds of stuff coming out constantly. You know where you're seeing new Raycast extensions get get issued often. And um, and some of them, you know, seem very narrow. Yeah, it's, it's mostly just for me that it has to go through them, there, like to get into, um, you know, the, the official search and everything, whereas uh, some other options have got, you know, um, you know, just a forum where people can go and post stuff or there's fan websites where you can just go and find all the things that you, you might be looking for there. Um, so... It's uh, one of those things where I I'm, I'm I understand completely why they've done it. It's not a, a negative for that, but it, it does mean that somebody else is in charge of getting you into that magic search. Um, so yeah, yeah, and that there is a gatekeeper, and that slows things down, you know. So yeah, and as far as I understand as well, updates to those extensions have to go through that same um, same system as well. Um, so you you don't just put it on there once you have to put it on there and put the updates through as well from what i was reading um though i have to say i haven't actually gone and installed it myself i uh, gone uh, gone through the process myself uh yet to uh to create an extension and publish it just because i haven't had a need to but it, it is crazy every time i go in here there are new ones you know um i just saw there's one for cr- searching your craft library word count i mean they just all kinds of quirky little um search things that you may want to use so um, it's worth checking out, and um, yeah. And while it, it does have some limitations, it it's pretty and uh, and it, it's fast. Yeah, and it's it's, fast. it's a definite improvement over Spotlight. Yes, absolutely. It's a it's a great improvement over Spotlight, and there is a lot to love uh, with it as well. Particularly things like the the unit conversion being a native uh, built in feature. You don't have to install anything extra for that. Along with emoji and SF symbol search things like that. Um, you know, there's keyboard maestro extensions, all sorts of things are are there already. And uh, I also have to say, I did really enjoy the the onboarding, um, uh, supercharging your productivity walkthrough. I thought that that was a really good feature. So when you uh, launch Raycast um, the first time, then you'll you'll see that there is a, um, you know, uh, I think, let me just check what it was called. Yeah, start supercharging your productivity, a walkthrough where when you navigate to that, um, and you, you you go through it, then it will actually walk you through doing things like setting up hotkeys and aliases, navigating Raycast with built-in keyboard shortcuts, um, quickly accessing links, floating notes. That's uh, something that we didn't mention, David. Uh, floating notes um, are uh, like stickies, but in Raycast. Um, and uh, they, they stay around outside of the Raycast window as well, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, I like that feature. Um, yeah. A lot. That's 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 really nice. I mean, I still just I still use stickies, um, but yeah, the 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 walkthrough at the beginning to help you get started figuring out Raycast and learning how window management works and so on is really good. What I like about it, I think, is that it doesn't. They're not trying to copy Alfred, which is probably the no. you know they they they've just got a different take on it. And I think for some people, it's going to yeah. really land, and for some people, they might not like it or they might want you know something different. But it's a it's it is a contender and worth consideration. I mean, when I I was surprised when I heard about this app because I'm like, is there room for another keyboard launcher? I mean, we've already got 
you know, uh, you know, several really good ones, including a free one from Apple. And uh, these guys have found a way. And um, it's, uh, it's worth checking out. This episode of Automators is brought to you by Electric. When leading your small business, it's not all glamour. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours trying to find a laptop lost in the mail for a new hire or dealing with some other technical emergency, which you're well equipped to deal with, but maybe you just don't have the time for. The team over at Electric knows small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. Instead of spending your time sorting through unused application licenses, setting up employee laptops and answering never-ending IT questions from your team, you can build that empire. With Electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at. Plus, you get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. Honestly, knowing when to not do something is probably one of the best skills you can have. There is nothing worse than spending half an hour getting water out of somebody's keyboard and fixing their laptop when actually you will be much better served by spending that time doing the thing that your business is really about. And I would have loved to have electric a number of times, and sometimes even now with my grandparents, to be honest. So you should go and check out electric if you are a small business owner or a runner and you just want to get all of your IT stuff done so you can get on with your job. For Automators listeners, Electric are offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash automators. That's electric.ai slash automators. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this show. All right. I feel like Alfred has been looming over this whole episode. Um, we did an episode on Alfred a while ago, but you know things continue to evolve in Alfred land. We got Alfred version 5 out, and um, both you and I are smitten with this as our keyboard launcher of choice. And I thought it'd be yeah. fun to just kind of go through a little bit of why we're using it and, and what we're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get beyond the basics. Let's get into some nerdy automator stuff with Alfred. Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the things that I love to do using Alfred um, are really simple actions, but they're actions rather than launching apps. So I launch into the sleep action um, or just sleep my displays or empty the trash or do a calculation. And I like the fact that that's built in, you know, when you hit um, whatever your your launcher Alfred is, and you type EJ, if you've got drives connected, then you'll get the option to eject those drives um, uh, and, and, and things like that. So, you know, that's one of the things that I feel like sometimes people miss that they can do with Alfred because they that's just more options that, that you can do basically. Yeah. Um, so that, that's certainly worth going and, and having a little poke around with what uh, system actions you can do using Alfred. So if you look in Alfred and the features under system, um, then you can even customize um, which what names things have got. So if instead of the word restart, you want to have the word reboot, you can change it to reboot. Yeah. Um, and also you can change um, like how eject works and things like that and turn on and eject all command, et cetera, to, to you know, get some simple but really useful nerdy uh, keyboard actions under your fingers. And, and that's one of the things about Alfred. One of the reasons why Alfred is still kind of my go-to is the it's the system, is the preferences for Alfred. They're super deep and they give you a lot of control over it. Like if you want sleep display, you know, like the, 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 the default command to sleep your Mac and Alfred is sleep. But let's say you want to use a different command. You can just put it in there 
and do it. And you can even yeah. you can even add a confirmation checkbox where you get a confirmation before it does that. And so whatever, however your brain works, you can adapt the app to kind of follow that. And uh, if you're using Alfred, that's one of the first steps. I think you go to that features tab and the settings and just go through each one of them and just take a look at what's available to you and how they're configured. Yeah. And you'll find different ways to use them. Yeah, yeah. One that I found um, it must have been about a year ago now that I couldn't believe that I hadn't figured out before. Web bookmarks. I have enabled my Safari bookmarks in Alfred. So, you know, when I type, um, you know, command space and then one of the things that is in my bookmarks, that's the option that comes up first. Um, and something uh, that we neglected to mention that you can do in Raycast, you can do it in Alfred as well. If you search for something and you get a number of results come back, um, then the command key plus the number of the entry will launch that entry. Okay, so return will automatically open, you know, the first entry for you. Um, but then command two would launch the second one. Command nine would launch the ninth one, et cetera. Uh, you, you can you can guess how it goes from there. Um, but, um, you know, that that's something that is just really useful to be able to do. And similarly, you know, once you found something, um, you know, uh, you can actually then hit tab and then you'll you'll get more options depending on exactly what it is that you found. If you found a bookmark, you get one series of options. If you found a file, you'll get different options and applications, more options, files get other options again as well. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's really nice that you can, you can do that and you can change that tab key as well to something else if you prefer. So, um, you know, you could have, um, uh, just the right arrow or the function key or the control key, um, and, uh, and more, and you can even turn on and off actions. So if you don't want to be able to email, um, uh, a file from, uh, Alfred, then you can, you can just uncheck the email option, which, you know, is, is great. Uh, but equally, if you just want to use it as a fast and uh, snazzy launcher that you can change the theme of, you, you could do that too. Yeah, one of the things I know with Alfred, having used these other ones, is Alfred seems one of the smartest at surfacing frequently used results and putting them at the top. I I, I know that they do this as well in Raycast and, and LaunchBar, but Alfred always seems to know, like it only takes once or twice for me to trigger something in Alfred where the next time I go and type anything like that, it's going to be the number one result. I just hit return and go. And that's something I appreciate about the app. Yes. Yeah. Something else I appreciate is under the advanced settings, but it, it's not a scary setting, I promise, folks. Um, there is a history option for store the typed query um, and um, then show the latest query if it's within five minutes. Um, and the latest query within five minutes is to me the draft's equivalent uh, in Alfred, you know, so when I go back to drafts, if it's within five minutes, it'll show me the draft that I was working on. If it's after that, it shows me a new one. Yeah. Um, for me, being able to go back and, okay, so I searched for this and that gave me that. So I'm now going to search and I'm going to add another keyword onto this because I, I use um, Alfred instead of directly typing into DuckDuckGo or Google or whatever. Um, you know, that that gives me that. And be, storing the typed query means that if I hit the up arrow, I see the previous searches that I've had. So I can be like, oh, right. Okay. So th I got down this rabbit hole by, I was looking for BB edit and then I saw this other thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, which is, just, you know, really, really nice that I can have that. And that's an option. You know, you, you don't have to enable those. Uh, I believe they are enabled by default though. I'm not hundred percent certain on that. Um, but it, it, it's really nice to be able to do that. And also, um, within um, the advanced options, then you've also got what control return 
option return and command return do. Um, and so by default, command return will reveal things in Finder. Option return will search your current search term in Finder and control return actions the visible results, uh, uh, whatever actioning means within the context of the thing. Um, but, you know, it, that I, I, I really like the fact that that's just something that you can do uh, within Alfred. And especially that, that going back to the latest query, it saves me so much time, David. I, I think that was something I was struggling with with recast and spotlight when I was giving them, you know, um, I was I actually put raycast on command space for a while, um, and that was the part that broke my brain. And it took me a really long time to figure out why I was struggling, and it was because the previous search term wasn't coming up if I'd used it recently. Yeah, and I have um, I have now enabled that. So thank you, Rose. <laughs> I had the, the Safari bookmarks. I'm surprised that's new to you. I had that turned on forever, but the um. But yeah, the five minute thing, I'd never turn that on. So I'm, I'll report back how that does for me. But I, it seems like a good idea. Yeah. You, you had me when you said drafts. Yeah, I, th- I think once once you've got the drafts analogy, it's great. Uh, like you, you, it, it's easier to understand for folks. Um, but something else that is uh, definitely Alfred specific, um, that is not something that you can do um, at least easily in Raycast, and you definitely can't do this in Spotlight, is web search. Okay, if, if I type something into Alfred or Raycast or Spotlight, um, or launch bar or Quicksilver if you're still running that. Um, you know, and and it's not something that's just found as an action or on my local machine. You'll get the option to Google it or DuckDuckGo it, depending on what your preferences are. But what you can do in Alfred is create a custom search. And it's got a bunch of them built in. So if I type um in Alfred IMDB legally blonde, it will search for legally blonde on IMDB. Um if I type um STL, then it actually opens uh, a website for um, uh, finding uh, 3D printer models uh, for me, stlfinder.com, and it will put my query into that. Um, But you can also just make these for whatever you like. So I actually have some of these, which are just doing things like they're searching DuckDuckGo with site um, colon whatever the URL is um, with the query. And I'm using that either because I can't script the search on the website, or even if I can search the script on the website, I don't want just what comes up in the website search results. So a classic example of this is the Home Assistant website. I use this search all the time because I, I help out folks in the Home Assistant Discord. Um, but when it search, when I search for, or for things, it will search the Home Assistant website, which includes the subdomain community.homeassistant.io, which is, of course, their forums, which, you know, if I was searching their website, their forums aren't going to be indexed on their website. Um, you know, they, that's not something that they would probably want to do, quite frankly, because there's a whole lot of stuff in there. But it means that I can have whatever I like in the search. And, you know, there's default ones built in for eBay and Bing, Ask, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, Flickr, um, you know, DuckDuckGo, Google Weather, Pinterest. Um, and, of course, one that's built in for help. So if I type help into um, Alfred uh, and then I, I type, I don't know, uh, bookmark, um, then it will search the Alfred help for the word bookmark and actually show me some useful results and then I can find that I, I I somehow missed that I could enable bookmarks in uh, Alfred in version 3.5. I, I'm ashamed of myself, David. I, I don't know how I missed that. I think maybe it was because for ages my bookmarks were in really bad shape. Um, and I, I it took me a while to go through and just prune them to get rid of all the rubbish that I didn't need. But as it is, you know, I finally, finally got around to enabling that one. The built-in ones are great, and they're going to be enough for a lot of people. Like Google Images is another great one I use. Like when I'm making a presentation, I will 
trigger it from Alfred. And then, you know, the trick is you'll say like baseball, transparent PNG, you know, and you'll find a baseball without a background that you can drop onto a slide. Um, so stuff like that is great, but I also have built them for like the Max Barkey website and just like to do searches on things that are important to me, um, that probably mm. not a lot of people need, but I can run a query right out of Alfred that way. And that's pretty cool. Yes, exactly. There's just so much, there's just so much depth in this, in this, you know, the system preferences with Alfred. It's, and it's so customizable that, you know, that's really what gets me. I, the the new and shiny Raycast is great, and the plugins are fun. But man, there's just so much I've over time customized Alfred to do for me. We haven't even got into workflows yet. I want to wait on that. We're going to get to that in the next segment. But like the clipboard history tools are really good. You know, it's just oh, yeah. a really well developed application. Um, the calculator tools again, they have a standard and advanced calculator. It does snippets, so if you wanted to do like. A snippet expansion you can, although I have to admit I don't really use that mm-hmm. much. The contacts, we talked about contacts earlier in the episode, and we were talking about how they work in Spotlight and how they're great, but they're slow and they take a lot of mousing or, or arrow pressing to get to the right one. In um, Raycast, contacts, you can search the contacts database, you can surface them, but you can't really navigate them well. I feel like that's something Raycast needs to work on, frankly. But in Alfred, contacts are awesome and they're awesome and ugly all at once because if i type rosemary orchard it doesn't give me a bunch of pretty pictures of rose it doesn't do like all the stuff that spotlight does but what it gets me is her email address her phone number uh, a way to send her a message all the stuff i need to do when i search for rose's contact like immediately and I'm just a couple yes. arrow clicks or a command number click away from doing something with that information. And uh, while it's not as as pretty as what Spotlight does, it is it is fast and actionable. And that's kind of what I want from contacts, you know. Yeah. No. Honestly, I have to say, like you know, Raycast is pretty. If I search for a contact in Raycast, um, then you know, I'll I'll see like your profile picture and the phone number and the email and everything. Um, but uh, I then have to use like Command K to get the options, and then I can do things like send you a message or send you an email or copy various things. But I I actually have to activate an action for that. Whereas if I just type you know David, and in fact if I type DAV, um, then Alfred knows where I'm going because it's, yeah. it is learning from my search history and prioritizing things. But literally, once I've hit return, I mean, I still get your profile picture. It's not rounded off like it would be in contacts, but that's yeah. fine. Um, but then, like, I'm already directly on your email address. So if I need to copy it, like if I was going to paste it into like a, a, a form or something somewhere, yeah. um, then I could do that. And uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's just really nice that I can, I can do that. And also the large type built in, um, so useful. Um, yeah. You know, like, you know, when you're in one password and somebody's like, oh, what's your Wi-Fi password? And you you, you click on the down arrow and you're like, OK, large type this. Um, that's sometimes not big enough. Um, I really like the large type version in one password, by the way, folks, because it's got the numbers underneath for the for the the position of the characters, which yeah. is really useful if you have to type in like the seventh and the 17th character of your password. Um, but, um, you know, the large type option in Alfred, I can actually just type, you know, like large, you know, I can actually, I've got a workflow that gives me large type where I can literally make anything appear in large type. So, uh, yeah, uh, that I, I, you know, that, that to me is just one of those insanely useful little things 
that you don't need until you need it, right? And then yeah. and then and then you're you're happy you got it. Well, it's just like um, I had last night. My wife uh, wanted a, a reference for an estate planning attorney. A friend of hers wants to get a will done, and even though I don't practice law, I know a few lawyers. And uh, so she's like, "Can you get me a number for a good estate attorney?" I'm like, "Great!" And I so I, I hit Raycast, and like it was it was just tough, you know, to get to the phone number and the email address, and where it's like. In Alfred, I've got that in like seconds, you know, you know, tap space, you know, command space, like a couple letters of the person's name, a couple of arrows down, command C, and I've got it, you know, and that's the thing I want from a keyboard launcher. I just want it lightning fast and to get out of my way. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think that's the thing with all of this, right? We're, we're looking for the fastest, efficient way to do something with just our fingers. Um, and we don't want to then spend, you know, five minutes tapping the down arrow key to find, you know, the thing that it is that we want or um, to land in calculator when you're just doing a quick calculation of, I'm pretty certain I can do this maths in my head, but let's make sure you get it right. Because that's what we're doing with automation, right? We're doing automation to make sure that we get the right results consistently um, rather than just, you know, fast and inaccurate. Um so yeah, for for me, just being able to navigate around and don't forget, folks, Alfred's got themes as well. So if you've looked at Alfred before and gone, I don't, I don't really like how it looks. First of all, make sure you've checked out the modern themes, which were introduced uh, a while ago, uh, certainly. Um, but they're they they look more spotlight like. You can do things like hide the top hat if you don't like the top hat. But there's also you know a whole uh, thing on their website where you can you know download different different themes and there's a lot of other websites out there as well where you can uh, download workflows and themes for Alfred um, where you know if you want something that's just you know very dark and dim or very purple then somebody's probably made one or you know you can go ahead and and create your own or duplicate one that somebody's made and, and tweak it to to meet your needs um, and I think that that's something that is it, it it's worth considering especially if you've got low vision or similar and you you know that you can easily see like this font size on on that on that uh color then you know being able to to just duplicate something that's close to what you 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 need and then and then work from there is uh is really nice you know every time we talk about alfred on the show i discover something that i didn't know and this Mm. time is no different I discovered, I don't know why I never played with it before. Maybe this is a Alfred 5 edition or I just missed it, but the music mini player. I, have you ever worked with that? Yeah, I, I, I find that I tend not to need it all that much because I have keyboards with buttons that can like play Paul stuff. But yeah, there's a mini player built into Alfred. Um, so if you uh, type music when um, you when you're in Alfred, um, then it can actually go ahead. It imports your library to start with uh, and asks for control to to access um, uh, music. Um, and then uh, once once it's done that, then you actually have the the music player mini app, and you can browse through you know different genres and albums and playlists, or play a random album. Um, uh, and it will be truly random. So if you've got Christmas music in your library, uh, you you may end up with you know seasonal favorites uh, popping up. But uh, it's just a really nice little thing. And as with all of this, you can you can customize your keywords for it. Um, so you know if you, if you do just have music playing, this is what I tend to use the most. Um, or I I tend to like end up hitting like command space and then like uh, uh, I, I end up in the music player. What? How do I get into the music player? I can't even remember what. 
uh, it is that I'm pressing. Uh, it must be Control Command Return. Yes, return. That's, that's what I do. Default, and then you just yeah. type, yeah. And then and then when you type play, like you get play pause, um, and and like it can just pause. Um, and I'm I'm pretty certain I added like a, a a workflow or something at some point so that I can just automatically pause any music that's playing when I just uh, hit um, Command Space and, and type pause, um, just in case. But yeah, it's it's you know it's it's got so much built into it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really like the, the fact that that's just there and you can customize everything. Um, you know, it's under the appearance in the options, by the way, that you can specify where Alfred should appear. Um, you know, like, does it, um, hide the menu bar icon? Does it hide, uh, the, uh, results shortcuts? Um, uh, and this is per theme as well. So you can, if you, if you want to try two different things for the same theme, uh, and then you can just duplicate a theme and 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 use that. But um, you know, it's it's just so good to be able to just use that uh, as an option. Um, I yeah, I end up using it. What theme are you using? Uh, so I have been I've been alternating a little bit. Um, so I was uh, using uh, a custom one that I made, which is um, called Alfred Rose Purple. Um, surprise, uh, which uh, just. Yeah, I, I just customized uh, the the different options so that I could have, you know, the the different colors that I liked. It's just a dark sort of translucent-ish purple with uh, rounded corners. Um, so, um, you know, it's 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 a visual editor, uh, I should note. Uh, when you're when you're editing a theme, you can you can literally just like, uh, you know, grab onto the edge of something and drag it. Or if you grab onto a corner and drag it, then you'll adjust that. Uh, and if you click on something, then you can change like uh, the color uh, of it um, so that you can, you know, make it, you know, uh, more pink if you wanted to or more purple in my case. Um, but then when you when you do the options, uh, then you can do things like hiding the hat um, because I, I do have the hat hidden a, a lot of the time. Just, you know, I like the hat, but it, it the purple doesn't quite match the purple that I've chosen. Um, but I think my favorite thing is that I have Alfred appear on my active screen, David, instead of the default screen. So if I put my mouse over onto another screen and hit command space, uh, then, you know, that that's where Alfred is going to show up rather than the other window where I'm not currently looking. So, yeah, that's, that's a useful feature. But what about you? What, what theme are you using? Uh, I vary between two. I like the Nord color set. I don't know if you're familiar with it. There's a kind mm-hmm. of a color scheme called Nord, and David yeah. Zhang, Z-H-A-N-G, built a Nord um, view for Alfred, which I use. I also like Alfred's modern dark view, and I switch between those two kind of depending on my mood. But but currently I'm using Alfred Nord. Yeah, that, that makes sense. There's there's a lot of great ones um, out there for it, and uh yeah, folks, if they're looking for this, should definitely check out the the Alfred website and the Alfred forums, um, where folks have posted uh, a lot of uh, great uh, themes and workflows for Alfred. But I think we're gonna have to get to workflows in a minute, David, because there's just so much to talk about with this. This episode of the Automators is brought to you by Text Expander. Go to textexpander.com/automators and get twenty percent off. When you work in a small team, every moment counts. You don't want to be wasting your time finding video conferencing details to send to a new client, and you don't want to track down the same FAQs from the company website. These are the kinds of things you want at your fingertips so you can get your work done faster, and that's why you need Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can access what you type the most with just a few keystrokes. 
This allows you to get your work done faster and eliminate repetition, and it lets you focus on what matters most to you. Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations streamline your team's work. All you have to do is type a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest for you. You just build and collect your most commonly used phrases, messages, URLs, and more right within Text Expander. Then create your chosen abbreviation and they'll be with you wherever you type. You can even customize the snippets by having them automatically add in dates, fill in the blank fields, timestamps, and more. This will make sure that you still keep the personality in your communications you send, but make it easy at the same time. Text Expander is available on any device you use across any app you use on Mac, Windows, Chrome, or iOS. I use Text Expander daily and often. This is a show about automation, and this is the best place to get started with automation. Start automating your text. It makes you feel like a superhero when you get things sent out so quickly using Text Expander. And I love the little reports it sends you because every year I save days of my life with Text Expander, and that's the ultimate goal of automation, right? Get it done fast, get it done right, and get on with your life. Now, if repetitive typing is getting you down, you need Text Expander. Check out Text Expander today at TextExpander.com slash automators and you get 20% off your first year. That's TextExpander.com slash automators and say goodbye to repetitive typing. Our thanks to Text Expander for the support of the automators. All right, David, I teased this before the break. Workflows. How many workflows have you got? Do we do we start with the number or do we start with the uh, what they do um, and then count it up afterwards? Because I actually, uh, unlike shortcuts, I don't have that many workflows installed. I have several, and some of them are are self built, and some of them are duplicates. So it doesn't, you know, I don't I don't have the ability to count it really quickly here. But why don't we just start mm-hmm. trading some of our, our our favorite workflows? I want to go first because I want to get one before you do. Okay, it's called by- right. Bypass by Stephen Millard. Steven's been a guest on the show yep. and that is the shortcuts launcher extraordinaire. It, it should be the one on the website. The Alfred website has a shortcuts launcher, but it's not as good as Steven's with Steven's. You just type SC and then space, and then it searches just your shortcuts. And as I said earlier, one of my discoveries through this, this month of, you know, trying different launchers is I actually prefer uh, to use a, a filter system for launching shortcuts. I don't want to search for a shortcut and have the rest of my computer show up in search results. I just want to search shortcuts. So uh, typing the SC space, I know it's a little extra work, but uh, at the end of the day, I kind of like that. So with uh, this bypass workflow installed, you activate Alfred, type SC period, and then start typing the name of your shortcut. And that's, I guess I'd say 98% of the time, the way I launch shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I do that a lot as well. Um, I have to say, though, uh, a lot of the time that I'm launching um, shortcuts, I tend to do it as part of something else, uh, which is why the workflows are so great, because I do have some that I've just made for myself that when I type, you know, a particular uh, word will just launch certain apps or, or, you know, um, open a series of apps that I've chosen. Um, and and that's one of the things that I really like. But uh, one of the 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 uh, workflows that I've got built in, uh, you know, you took bypass. I'm taking bunch, um, bunch uh, by uh, Jay Miller, who we've had on the show before. Um, uh, sorry, bunch. The Alfred workflow is by Jay Miller, who we've had on the show before, and bunch is from Brett Terpstra, who we've had on the show before as well. Um, and uh, 
yeah, I, I really like that because I use Bunch as a way to launch a series of applications a lot of the time. And so the fact that I can, you know, use Alfred to run a bunch um, or launch a bunch means that I, I just have everything in one place. I'm installing it. I mean, I, I have trouble getting Bunch to stick with me. Brett's a good friend of mine. We've written books together. Mm-hmm. But since I've already built all this stuff in Keyboard Master, I just can never seem to get around to using Bunch regularly. So maybe that's one of the tricks. Well, I always felt launching them was a bit of a pain. So here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you've got them in Keyboard Maestro, then uh, going back to Stephen Millard, uh, he's also got Conductor for Keyboard Maestro, um, yeah. which is 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 to keyboard maestro what bypasses to shortcuts in alfred it's it's a it's a workflow that you can download and install and uh, honestly just go check steven's website for loads of really great stuff because uh, he's also got dr drafts uh which i feel we we have to mention because a lot of the folks listening to the show love drafts and the dr drafts uh workflow is another really great one to to get draft stuff into um uh, Alfred. And again, like you, David, I really prefer having the filter so that I can just type DR and then I will get the options up for drafts where I can create a new uh, draft or search um, drafts and run actions and things like that. That that for me is one of the things that I prefer. Like I know that I'm doing something in drafts, so I type DR and then as my brain's like, okay, right now we've got drafts, right? Okay, now I can just go and do this bit over here and that's it, I'm done. It, it saves me, uh, you know, typing in the search and 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 getting distracted by the other options which aren't what I was looking for. Yeah, and the nice thing with these modifiers, I I was going to argue, I think one of the reasons I like Alfred is because of Stephen Millard. <laughs> because he keeps yeah. writing these amazing workflows for it that aren't on any other apps. But but one of the nice things he did with Bypass, he did the same thing with the Keyboard Maestro one is where you can not only activate a shortcut, but you can go straight into editing it, you know, if you use a different modifier. I yeah. think it's SC Edit. And uh, so it's just mm-hmm. really nice to be able to to launch all this off your keyboard. I mean, at the end of the day, the goal, you know, w- you know, what is the job to be done by these apps? It's to allow you to push a couple keys on your keyboard and get on with your day and make your Mac do whatever it needs to do. Um, so that is uh, a real nice feature. I mean, there's so many good ones. Yes. Uh, let's talk about a couple of like i have created a bunch of ones personally that i based off a template in the uh in the alfred you know workflows where it is folder searches and i i do them uh where i'm searching just for folders in certain directories like as an attorney i did one where i can type cl period and it searches only for folders in the client directory and because the thing I wanted was I just want to get to the client folder really quick, you know, cause I know there's a bunch of documents yeah. in there and I don't want to see all of the, the various files related to that client or any other client. I want really narrow search results. And with Alfred, you can write a custom workflow that does that it says, okay, look in this directory only and only return folders. And like I made a bunch of those and like file searches. So there's a lot of things where I do file management on my Mac that starts out as an Alfred command. Yes. Yeah. I have to say, uh, you know, it, it is one of those things where if if that's what you want from it, then it, it can do that so well. For me, I've I've got uh, one custom folder search, which I've done for the applications folder. Um, and the reason why I did this is because uh, I can then 
search for something and find it in the applications folder and the return key will open it in the applications folder instead of me having to, um, you know, use the command return to to get it in um, uh, Spotlight. Uh, sorry, to get it in Finder. Um, and also uh, it's specifically searching things that are just in the applications folder. I do have applications installed in other locations, uh, like, you know, my user's applications folder, but I'm not necessarily looking for those. Um, but I've got a couple that I've created myself as well, David, which I feel like uh, we should mention because one of the things I love about Alfred is uh, when you click on the plus in the workflows uh, area. So on on the left, you've got your, the list of workflows that you may or may not have installed. And at the bottom of that, there's the Alfred gallery. Um, there's some help. And then there's a plus. There are templates. Um, so you can have like uh, web and URLs. There's files and apps uh, show Alfred with specific text. There's some essentials like taking a keyword and passing it into AppleScript or a script filter going into AppleScript or keyword goes to a terminal command, things like that. Um, but there's also um, clipboard, pasting text from a hotkey, pasting this plain text from a hotkey, controlling music and things like that as great examples. Um, and then there's also getting started so you, you can use other ones there. Um, but I mean, I, I nowadays end up starting with the blank workflow. Uh, but I've created a little one uh, and it's it's just to do. So if I type to do, no no space to start with. Um, and then um, I, I I don't have uh, anything after that, then I can create a new task in OmniFocus. And it, it's really simple. Uh, it, it just needs to do and then it takes whatever is after that and throws it into a URL scheme that opens it in OmniFocus in my inbox. That's it. Really simple, really effective, and it works. Um, and I, I did, I did this as like a test for myself just to see like how easily can I create the, create an, uh, a, an Alfred, uh, workflow using something that somebody like somebody who's been playing with shortcuts and things like that for a while, but doesn't necessarily know how to write a full blown search filter in Apple script or, you know, how to write a Python script to do something could do this. And I was like, okay, well, URL schemes, there's plenty of examples of those out there. The OmniFocus website shows a number of URL schemes. I'm going to see what I can do. And uh, I, I did that and I, I then replicated it. So if I type OFP, it searches OmniFocus projects. OFT searches OmniFocus tags and OF space followed by whatever it is, just searches OmniFocus uh, in general. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it's it's not crazy hard to create some Alfred workflows, which is a really nice feature that I think people will appreciate. Yeah, there there was a really good OmniFocus Alfred um, plugin called Search OmniFocus that worked with version. I think it, I think with the macOS update it broke, and that's because Apple stopped shipping a bunch of the stuff in the terminal or in the you know you're gonna I don't know the term of art to say, but basically you didn't have the pieces underneath that it was using to run. Yeah, uh, it was. I think it was the JavaScript element that is not there anymore. Um, and they have a new version out, but you need to install Node. And actually, I, I discovered it like 30 minutes before we started recording today, and I didn't want to start uh, messing around with that before we record a show. But um, this workflow, once you get it running, like you can type .f, and it'll just search your OmniFocus folders, or .p, and it'll just search your perspectives. It's a very powerful way to kind of get into an application that isn't, you know, OmniFocus isn't great at search. Um, in terms of like getting to something quickly, or at least it certainly isn't as good as Alfred is. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting this thing running again. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's um, 
Uh, it's by Ride Lewis, and it's a very cool OmniFocus Alfred plugin. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some other good ones that we should uh, give a mention to. Um, so one password, if you uh, use one password seven, um, then Alfred has got a, a native integration for that. If you're using one password eight, um, then there's a link in the Alfred preferences. Um, I should say to um, the Alfred eight workflow on the the Alfred website. Um, and so I'm using Alfred eight, and I've got the one password um, ext- uh, workflow installed. Um, and so when I when I type you know one uh, p into uh, uh, the one uh, password. Uh, sorry, into Alfred, then uh, it actually goes through and it, uh, you know, w- once you've connected everything up, uh, which you will need to do, uh, I had to do this uh, the other day on my work machine because I'd forgotten that I'd not set this up, then um, you can uh, actually, you know, just search one password, which is great. Uh, highly recommend it. So yeah, um, that's that's definitely something that I like. It's basically the way that one password uh, works now on um, uh, on your Mac so that well, uh, Alfred can access it requires you to install the command line tool. Uh, so uh, you'll get walked through doing all of that. But that's that's certainly something that is uh, worth uh, looking at if you if you may want to just search one password for for things from Alfred. Yeah, uh, a dumb one that I use all the time is time zones, where I've just set up. But uh, and this is a third party when someone made it. But I've just set up the time zones I need to see most often. And I activate Alfred. I type TZ. And I see what time it is in Memphis, what time it is in London. Like all the people I podcast with, I can tell exactly what time it is. And this is the fastest way I know to find out what time it is in London because it's three keystrokes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I have the same one set up. Um, and what I really like as well is uh, if you uh, type time zone edit, then you can, you can just edit them. But they the creator has been like, it, it's a really smart little thing to do that the creators actually made it into a different um, command. So if you just type TZ and then add, you're not accidentally going to add something. So if you type TZ and leave your computer alone for a little bit and the cat walks across the keyboard causing havoc, then they're not actually going to accidentally delete, you know, Melbourne or something from from your useful ones, uh, from your useful time zones. So yeah, that's uh, a neat little trick that's worth bearing in mind. That's how some of my uh, OmniFocus stuff works. If I type OFT, it searches OmniFocus tags, but if I type to do, then it knows that I'm adding a to do item. Another one I should mention, Yoink. Um, so Yoink uh, is a great little app that I have. It sits on the left side of my monitor and I can just drag a file. When I start dragging a file, Yoink appears as like a, a little floating shelf and I can drop the file on there. And then when I've like got the things together that I need, then I can drag the files off of Yoink and when Yoink is empty, it disappears. Um, but because I use Alfred to find a lot of these files, uh, I actually added the Yoink action, which is from uh, Matthias, um, who is the creator of Yoink, and it gives you an add to Yoink action. So when when you search for a file uh, and then you find it, uh, then y- you can just go ahead and, and actually use the add to Yoink action. And that's it. Um, it's, it's super easy. So yeah, highly recommend uh, looking... Uh, in there, there's a lot of apps actually that have got little uh, um, Alfred um, workflows for them, official and unofficial, and sometimes they're even linked on the website. DevonThink is another one. Uh, there's two different DevonThink searches, um, which uh, I've been I've been playing with, um, and uh, they're they're both they both seem pretty good. I can't decide between them uh, which one I like best. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's good, right? I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. Um, you want uh, yeah. abundance of riches. Like I'm a little sad that my 
current version of the OmniFocus search isn't working. And, uh, you know, if there were two of them, that would that would solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I think it's just great that you can have um, like the thing that most people probably want to do with a workflow if they're if they're going, OK, like I want to just be able to type something and then um, like magic happens. Um, so like the, the something that you type would be a keyword. And then after that, you, your actions can be to open files or to launch files or run a particular action, Alfred, like any of the Alfred actions that you can run, you can you can do as an action um, here or system commands and so on. And then, um, you know, and, and, and you just chain as many of those together as you need. So I've got one where if I type lullaby, then it actually um, checks if iTunes is playing uh, or music is playing. Um, and um, uh, then it, it pauses it if it is. Um, it uh, turns the volume all the way uh, down to muted. Um, and uh, if amphetamine is running, it, it's, well, uh, amphetamine is just told to turn off uh, regardless of whether or not it's running. Um, and then um, and then it, it runs a sleep command um, and that's it. But it, it's really nice to be able to do that. And it didn't take me long to find um, all of the places where I could just copy and paste these tiny little bits of AppleScript from. You know, if application music is running, then tell application music if player state is uh, playing, then pause and tell. And if that, that, that was it, you know, uh, and that's the longest part of the script. So, you know, I, I think it's it's really nice to be able to do that sort of thing and without having to 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 do, uh, you know, anything too crazy. And, you know, that is pretty much the most scripting I've written to do anything in Alfred, to be honest. Um, so I think that's pretty good. We didn't talk today much about LaunchBar. Um, that's because neither one of us have been using it much lately. We did an in-depth dive on this on Mac Power Users a year or two ago where I spent a bunch of time in LaunchBar then. My conclusion at the time was it's really good, uh, but I just preferred you know, Alfred. It just seemed to work better for me. So, uh, But uh, we're not going to cover that one today. I think we've kind of gone enough at this. But um, it, it's nice to see that this is a healthy... Uh, active environment for people with lots of competing yeah. apps doing cool stuff. Um, whether you're using Spotlight or Raycast or Alfred or LaunchBar, uh, I feel like all of these can help you automate. Absolutely. And, you know, even if uh, you just go, okay, well, I'm, I'm not sure I need like any of these workflows or anything, it's definitely worth downloading uh, Raycast or Alfred or similar just to see, you know, would you benefit from being able to do command space and type a, a calculation and then copy that to your keyboard? You know, if, if that's the only automation that you you go away with, you know, being able to do that, that's really cool uh, and that's really useful. And so I, I I think it's 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 worth exploring these as options, um, even if you don't necessarily end up sticking with it. You know, give it a try. Uh, the, these things are fun to play with. And worst case scenario, you know, you, you maybe find that a, a different look uh, of your launch bar app uh, inspires you to uh, maybe, uh, you know, rearrange things and get some other automations up and running. Either way, we're the automators. You can find us at relay.fm slash automators. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors today, Issue, Electric, and Text Expander, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, folks.